Ladies, gentlemen, welcome back at Front School. I'm still Jean-Michel Glachon, its director, but, but novelty of the day, you can see my face. And you can see that my face is as young, as dynamic as my voice. Today, we are hosting Commissioner Peebles, fantastic occasion. Commissioner Peebles has been first Commissioner for Energy five years and, yet, and then five years for development. So he knows everything about what is really Commission and European Union. Well, we are going to discuss only energy because I know only energy. Commissioner, I would like to start with your term, 2004-2009. When you did enter, if I remember correct, your job was to take care of the internal market, of the internal market and of the internal market. But when you did leave, we had a full European energy policy, the 2020-2020, plus the third package, plus the renewable package, plus the beginning of the infrastructure package. What did happen along your term to, to get these mushrooming numbers of new things? Well, I think... Uh First of all, you need ambition. So I, I, I so you're not, ambitious. Well, yes. If I have <laughs> something to do, I am ambitious. So that's, that's very clear. That I think is precondition, but it's not sufficient. Second, you need also some opportunities. Yeah. Opportunities have been provided with increasing higher oil prices during that period. Yeah. Additionally, we have had a gas supply crisis with Russia, and additionally, we have had some real concerns about climate change. So all together you can build as a package because uh, that, uh, well, why need ambition and try to provide the answers that could convince at that time it was 27 member countries yeah. and in a way it worked. Um, could I be less successful? Yes, I could have been less successful, but it's also good support I have had from the researchers. I have good support also from the civil society and energy industry was in a way interested because liberalization, uh, okay. what they see, so at that time they said, well, yes, we got liberalizations in our domestic market, but okay. we would like more broader European market. So you also had situation where even if somebody was not 100% with you, was not 100% against you. So, so that's why you can manage. Industry was pro-European. Yes, they have been against competition, perhaps, but, <laughs> but they have been pro-European. So, and that was still necessary preconditions really to move because industry in a lot of cases decided position of the government. So at the end of the day, particularly when you debated, when we debated third internal market uh, package in the council, we even drafted the articles and you clearly feel that in some countries it was energy industry had been speaking. Uh, and that was, was crucial that none of them was completely opposing what we have been preparing. Yeah, and when you did leave in 2009, so we had this fantastic uh, basket of European policies, but they were not implemented yet roughly. Was it the task uh, for your successor, for, for the Commission Barroso number two? Yeah, I think it was, I think what for me was very prestigious because uh, Germany tried to get the energy portfolio. That I would never imagine in 2004. No. So, so, so that was good news for me. But uh, uh, Commissioner Ottinger 
uh, has always followed the policy. So I, I think he also were very convinced that there could be the right policies and commission follow the implementation. But most importantly, member countries have implemented. But there is again one opportunity that changed. It was a very tragic situation with Fukushima. Yeah. Because what accelerated things, it definitely was Fukushima's tragedy. Yeah. That accelerated things in Germany and that accelerated oh, penetration okay. of renewable okay. energy. So okay. one tragic situation moved some things faster, at least in some member countries. But did it change the frame or only the no, speed? No, the frame was is, is, is the same. It's just the speed. It's not the frame. Frame basically was there because there was perception in Germany, at least for some minorities, markets, participants, that, well, Germany will change its mind on nuclear. And it was obvious for me that it will not. Germany has very deep-rooted anti-nuclear. But as long as it was unclarity, all the investments have been frozen because perhaps it will change, perhaps not. And when the policy was crystal clear, this uh, acceleration happened. So I believe that was one of things that accelerated the whole implementation uh, of the uh, particularly 2020-20 policy yeah, yeah. on renewable, uh, on the internal energy market. What happened, I believe, crucial was interconnection policy. Yes. Because we got a bit of money through the market recovery uh, yes, yes. Uh, measures. And the interconnectors that has invested change mentality in a lot of part of the markets. I mentioned Baltics, Nordics, okay. but even Poland that had only 2% of interconnection. Yes, what yes. do you think? So it changed and, and it was difficult to say no for these interconnectors because there is community money coming. <laughs> How you will not take it? So in a way, it was also one of the accelerators of the whole thing. Uh, they have been, but I would say during the Commissioner Sottinger period, there have been a lot of things that happened inside the EU internal market and they have been good news. Market coupling increased. So it, it's true. quite a lot of true. good things. So we got, we got an exception to the rule there is no free lunch. We got a free lunch for interconnections and, yeah. and PCIs. You know, that I think is sometimes for, well, neglected in community policy. Because if you would like to get something new just by legislation of European, it's not sufficient. Yeah. You need mm. to have some incentives because that somehow sweetens some of the implementation yeah, challenge member countries mm. having. And uh, it was just by coincidence that the money was available. Uh, and it has been uh, very successfully used. And uh, I'm very pleased because I was worried that the time for preparation of the project was so short that we will have a lot of backlashes. But it was not the case, yeah. and so uh, it went extremely well. And that's, again, I could just praise the good work of Commission Civil Service. Have you been surprised by the easiness to, to set up the ENSO, the ESSER? It, it went co quite well. Yeah, but it was already on the existing basis. Okay. They have been cooperation mechanisms. Mm -hmm. so, so it was not that you bring completely strange people in okay. the same room because uh, ACER worked on the basis of cooperation of energy regulators. They have been some structures. ENSOS also, they knew each other. So it's, it's a bit new quality and okay. new, new, I would say, role. But it's not completely you start from scratch. And I, that's why I believe it was more successful than uh, compared with, for example, regulators in telecommunications where it goes yeah, true, much slower yeah, because yeah, people yeah, didn't know each other. They have not enough debated. So that's, 
I think it was quite easy to build. And uh, the biggest challenge actually for energy regulators was that general rejection of EU agencies. And that's, I think, when you sometimes pay the price uh, because we created agencies for many issues yeah, yeah, that are yeah. not very absolutely necessary. <laughs> and then when you come with a proposal absolutely necessary, it's an argument against it. It's yeah. not because of the real issue. So they say, well, we just don't create any more agencies. And that, I think, uh, was very difficult, really, to convince member countries that this is not yeah. any agency, if any okay. others that they have created. It's a bit more serious tasks for the citizens to make. But then, roughly, your mandate an incredible success. The mandate of Oettinger, very good at implementing, and even the speed was higher than expected. But then it comes a surprise for the Juncker Commission. Energy union to do what? what do, wh why should we need an energy union? Well, uh, I think for, for, for a couple of reasons. One is uh, this perception of solidarity. I think uh, I should not underestimate this perception of solidarity because I, 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 I'm more pragmatic. I, I always think, I know, well, I uh, well, things are this, but the perception energy union sounds good for solidarity. So that's why the name, I think, uh, it is better. So union is the key name. Yes, union, we, okay. we are united. <laughs> but there is also some practical things. Uh, I believe that uh, in the third energy uh, internal market we package, we have made some compromises that we need now to come back. Uh, because if you make a compromise that's not very good, you need to come back. Could you give me one example? I would make for Acer uh, powers uh, uh -huh. about uh, regulating the market. So it is not sufficient. They could intervene only if the regulators have not agreed, etc. So it slows down development of internal market. Uh, and some other issues that could have been foreseen. But for Acer, you... You won't expect ESOL to have the same power like uh, the central bank. Uh, yes, I would say European Central Bank. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, in Whoa. its own area. It's not about money. So no, they no, will not print its own money. But that, uh, I think, what I, I would expect. It's a real federal power. Yes, because it's, already the market has moved further away. And if you still try to regulate it on, on the well, common agreement, it's too slow. It doesn't work on me. So you need to take decisions faster and you need to implement them immediately. So I think that is one issue. But then is a big issue of integration of renewable energy. We went with renewable energy yeah. directive. That was good for development of technology. But now renewable energy is a big part of the uh, energy basket or energy mix. Really? And you need really to find a way how to not overcompensate it, but it's growth naturally in the energy mix. And it is quite challenging. You need to have market and renewables into it. And that, I think, is more challenging than okay. anybody has thought. So you need to get this. So I think that is another reason. But last, and the main driver is definitely climate change, because by 2050, we need to have basically decarbonized electricity sector. And it is an enormous task. It is not only... Uh, technology task, it's regulatory and it's also legislation needs. So it is a lot of things that are related exactly with the fight against climate change and Paris protocols that will be signed and I am convinced by end of this year puts a lot of obligation for the Europe 
and Europe is ready to take uh, this obligation. So, so in your opinion, the set of targets we have for 2030 at European level is good, but we should do more to, to reach 2050? I think we need to have in mind what we need is because 2030 mm. is 40 percent. I just give you the examples that it's interesting perception. In Germany is now a lot of debate about of well putting levy on some old lignite power. Kind yes. Of. And there is a political forces saying it's false, it's wrong. But no one says that Germany could diminish its ambition of fighting CO2 emissions. Yes. So that means that you need to prepare passes how to achieve, but basically European people has accepted that you need to find a way to get CO2 out of energy production. And that, I think, is an absolutely main driver. And then additionally, we have a uh, well, perturbation uh, with, uh, with Russia politically that is very sensitive from competitive uh, competition point of view as well, and that brings this security of supply issues. Um, some countries have lived through the shock in 2006 when yes. gas supplies have been yeah, cut, and, and they well remember this. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, my country was not involved, in my country they always, when they speak about security of supply, it's just ha ha ha, he he he. But, but when we speak in Slovakia, people have sometimes tears mm -hmm. in their eyes because it was unbelievable shock, because they understood at that time that the only one partner they have was the EU, and the EU could not come to the help enough because of lack of interconnection yeah. and lack of some of solidarity mechanisms. But I think that's a big driver as well of the new package. Thank you, Andris. I still have two questions.